One thing that's kind of been interesting to me lately is that I was reading a story and as promotion, and this is just kind of genius to me, as promotion, Usher had actually, I think it's like promotion for either new song, new movie, I don't know. But for promotion, he went to like a strip club and he actually like threw dollar bills, but they were his own dollar bills. So like it was his face on them. And I don't know. It's genius because everyone was talking about because they're like, wow, this guy is kind of awful because he's just not even paying these hardworking people. And what do you know? He actually tipped them like a generous amount of money, both the club and the performers. And in fact, he actually like just did all that for PR stunt. And now everyone's talking about it and it's working. And that is a good segue into the topic because... All of this is just going to be about controversy and kind of how controversy you can kind of use to your advantage and why it's a good thing and kind of not a good thing. I feel like we're going to I'm torn because I love the song and I love what he's what Little Nas is trying to do. And at the same time, it's kind of, I guess, a little bit tricky and difficult because I also don't want it to be like a thing where we start using controversy as a way of making a song like a hit. Like, I feel like there's other things that can make a sauna hit aside from controversy. But that being said, controversy gets people talking. And I feel like the main purpose of music is to get people talking. So we're going to talk about it in a bit. It's it's definitely interesting. And I, I'm very excited to talk about it. So, yeah, uh, we're going to take a break right now. I just wanted to introduce uh, the show to you guys. Uh, we will be right back. And what I'm going to play right now is Icy by Pink Sweat. All right, welcome back to the B-Listers, and with me, I finally have John Anthony. Hi, I'm John Anthony. <laughs> finally made it here. Oh, man, do you want to quickly talk about what your uh, roller coaster of her life has been? So there I was. <laughs> with COVID. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. So, uh, what, what today is? Sunday? So, like, last Monday, I woke up around, like, 3 a.m. I woke up out of bed. I'm like, why, I, why am I in pain? Why am I in so much pain? I woke up like dehydrated, I was cold, I was shivering, also it was like really hot. Like, what's happening? What's going on? I'm, I'm having, ooh, whew, ah, like I had a meat sweats. So I had a, I took- Also, I forgot to turn your mic on. So right now, all they heard was, I think I had the meat sweats. Perfect. Can you hear me now, Austin? They can, oh. they can. Hi everybody, this is John Anthony with my buddy Austin who can't run a mic. Meat sweats and meat. go. <laughs> Thank you. So last Monday I had COVID. Bum, 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 get past that because I already just been talking for the last five minutes. I woke up on Monday, was in a lot of pain, didn't know what was happening. I took some Tylenol, thought it was just a little fever. Tuesday, I woke up, nothing. It was absolutely fine. I'm like, all right, whatever. This, this is nothing. I, I'm fine. I'm built different. Wednesday, <laughs> my body goes, what do you say to me? And shut everything down. Shut everything down. Couldn't breathe. Couldn't think. Literally, my eyes hurt. I'm like, what's going on? What, what's going on? I'm getting canceled right now. <laughs> so I went to Wellness Center. I'm like, hey, listen, I really don't feel well. They go, okay, cool. We'll just give you a little COVID test. I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever, COVID. Ha ha. They're like, you got COVID. I'm like, oh, no. Like, oh. Yeah, because that day you were like talking to me and you were, you were like, people were saying, dude, you might have COVID. And you're like, I'm, I, I doubt I have I, COVID. Yeah, I'm from New Jersey. Why would I have COVID? <laughs> so then they're like, yeah, you got COVID. So I'm like, oh, no. So what happened was they told me go home to New Jersey. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll go home. And then they said, hey, oh, well, hey, listen, don't you, do you have any people at home that you might be putting at risk? I'm like, oh, yeah, my one sister is immune compromised. They go, okay, well, we can give you on-campus housing. I'm like, okay, cool. Give me some on-campus quarantine. That's not that bad. So what happened was they said, okay, go. Excuse me? Go now. I'm like, oh, God. So I took literally anything that was on my body, a t-shirt, pants, a pair of underwear, the socks, the shoes. I took my PS4, my TV, one blanket, one pillow, and some pizza bagels. <laughs> the important things. <laughs> the important things. And then I was in Manor East, top floor, for seven days. 
It with like what two pants? One pants. One pants. Oh I had one God. pair of pants. I was uh, I was, Why not more? I, was I was living free for a good a couple days. But did you actually get through with that pair of pants? So, anyways, I had COVID. <laughs> I, had, I don't have to tell the viewers. Nah. So what happened? So I had COVID, like the actual symptoms, for four days because after that Thursday, I felt fine, and then the rest of the days I was just sitting around with a headache. But yeah, I do advise wear a mask, wash your hands. Uh, COVID's no joke. But at the same time, I survived. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you here now. Especially last week, it made sense because we were doing the um, the turntable battle. So yeah, we so had we, to have you home anyway. That was a lot of fun. I'm sorry, viewers, if you didn't really hear me that well. But uh, I definitely did enjoy myself. Yeah, I have it. Uh, I've been. I'm gonna be posting that later, uh, either today or tomorrow, because I have all of the uh, edits almost done for that. And you can hear yourself pretty well in the edits. Oh. So yeah, I was able to take all the feedback away from your voice. So you'll be fine. You'll sound beautiful as always. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, we'll just get right into it. Uh, have you heard the song? Well, I was playing it just now, but have you actually like seen the music video to it? Yeah, it's um questionable. Yeah, to say the least, it's definitely questionable. Honestly, though, what's funny is I love it. I oh. think it's, I, I know, hear me out. Listen, I, I, to. I think, I feel like it's the new WAP, nope. but without it being like, it has, I guess, more substance to it and more structure to it. I've, I've seen my frat brothers sing WAP word for word. I don't think they're going to sing. could never. Yeah, well, I don't think they're going to sing Montero. See, here's the thing. I didn't realize how much symbolism was in the song itself. Oh, yeah, a lot. There's a lot. And in the music videos, even more so. In the actual song, because it's apparently about, he goes to an artist's house and like they're just hanging out and it's just basically him coming out as like him like expressing exactly like how he feels about being gay and how he feels about like being openly gay and him like sliding <laughs> this sounds silly if you don't know the context if you haven't seen the music video i definitely encourage you watch it because it is it is definitely something that's like kind of groundbreaking to me at least because i think i like to kind of describe it as like constructive controversy i feel like it's controversy that like has substance and has a meaning to be controversial and it brings like positive talking points into the discussion rather than just like weird talking points and for this song especially um like there's a lot of symbolism like when he's going down the stripper pole all the way to uh, hell he's actually like it's talking about how he doesn't care like if people think that because he's gay that he's going to hell he's going to do it anyway because at least if he is still going that in that path and he is still going to hell for being gay at least he's himself and he is who he is i was like wow i was blown away when i heard that he even came out and was saying like um i have to pull up the actual quote because the quote is like so he actually wrote this song or he started to like think of the concept of the song when he was like 14 or something like just the concept of like coming out and having a song where he's coming out so yeah the quote is he says i know we promised to and he's talking to himself he wrote this to himself for the future he said i know we never promised to come out publicly i know we promised to never be that type of gay person i know we promised to die with this secret but this will open doors for so many other queer people to simply exist yeah that's pretty, pretty. It adds profound, a lot more yeah. substance from like Old Town Road. I, it's Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, but, but no, that's pretty, that pretty neat though. Yeah, it's, I mean, it raises the question, like I was saying before you got here, because I think people don't realize we've had controversial artists like all throughout history. Oh. Rock, when we had rock, like you had Ozzy Osbourne literally like biting off like the head of a bat. <laughs> 
you know, and people, I mean, people still freaked out then. People still had a problem with it then. People had a problem with Motley Crue and like all sorts of different artists. But I feel like we're especially because of social media and how everything's kind of like advanced. I think we're especially more upset about it now because we have more outlets to be able to be upset. And I don't understand why people are so upset. I can get it. But the way I see it, because this is something I really feel strongly about because music is my major music's like what I live and breathe. You know what I mean? So it's like music is supposed to make you feel something, whether it's good or bad. If it makes you feel something, you to me are successful as an artist. And what little Nas is doing right now, he is making people feel and not in a good way, but that's okay. <laughs> but it's okay to feel uncomfortable sometimes. It gets people talking. Yeah, it makes people like wonder. And like, here's the thing. People were saying like that this was a, even Joyner Lucas was like speaking up about it. And he said, his quote was exactly, Little Nas X is doing exactly what he is supposed to do as an artist with this song. The only thing I didn't agree with was that he said, however, he felt like there was a bit of a disconnect because so many of Little Nas X's fans were like kind of like a younger audience. The way I see it, it's like he developed that younger audience from Old Town Road. Have you actually looked up the lyrics of Old Town Road? Uh, yeah. 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 It's right. not a children's song. No, I got to tell you a story not on the air, but that, yes, I definitely, <laughs> I, no, yeah, no, I definitely have delved, delved on deep into the lyrics. Yeah. Cause I mean, it talks about lean. It talks about all sorts of stuff that like horses, just... but not actually horses. Wow. I didn't know that. People don't actually write. No, the, the oh, horse. Oh the horses my God. Are being ridden. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. So yeah, even even more Ride a so. Horse, save a cowboy. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> Lil Nas is doing it. He's the cowboy. <laughs> He's the cowboy. He has another cowboy. <laughs> yeah, like, and what what's crazy to me is we didn't censor it back then. We didn't think it was a problem then. Oh yeah, no, because it was all creative, like creatively hidden. Exactly, and Montero's more like, oh, you didn't hear? Here we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like to me, I just feel like if you're not Lil Nas X had no qualms or like hidden agenda with his songs. Mm -hmm. Even Old Town Road, like, you knew what you are getting the second you listened to that song. Like, honestly, when I was listening to the lyrics, I knew, like, almost the first or second time I heard that song what it was like. I didn't know that part about the horses. But everything else, like, to lean and all that stuff, like, you hear and you distinctly hear. If your kids are singing along to that, though, if you don't monitor that, that's on you as well. No, absolutely. You know, if they're listening to Montero, they're listening to Montero because they listen to Old Town Road. If we didn't have Old Town Road, then you probably wouldn't have even cared about Montero or even known who Little Nas X was by this time. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like going back to what I said about like constructive controversy, like you look at WAP and I feel like... Uh, I'm not a big fan of WAP. I'm not either. And it's not even just because I don't agree with like what they... Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that I don't agree with what it stands for because I think it's interesting to have like women kind of take on that role as like normal like like male rappers would mm -hmm. do. But, like, we've already done that in the past, like, Little Kim and rappers like that. Yeah. Like, it's not new. Like, when she had, like, she had a song come out, like, in 1999 called uh, Get Naked. Yeah. And, like, again, not e it is. And not even, like, trying to hide what it's about. No. You know what I mean? I feel like there definitely should have been a further discussion about it. And WAP was definitely the outlet. But it's just interesting because I feel like now we're coming up with all these different, like, um, categories of people that are coming out in, like you know, stirring up this controversy to tell their side of the story. Hmm. So it's like you had WAP. It was like women in the rap industry were telling their side. And now with Little Nas with Montero, it's like, you know, a black gay man telling his story in the music industry. Hmm. And what's even crazier is like people are like ragging on him for being gay in a lot of the comments. But I barely hear anybody like rag on like 
uh, I almost said Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said, <laughs> like, nobody rag on, like, um, Frank Ocean. No. And he's open about it, yeah. well, you know. I, but I think that's the problem, though, because, you know, like they said, with controversy, when it comes to, like, Frank Ocean or Lil Nas X, they say, yeah, well, here I am, this is who I am. But then they have, like, some lyrical art to it. When, when it comes to WAP, I feel like there's a, there's a fine line when it comes to vulgarity and rap. Mm-hmm. I know a bunch of rappers, like, drop, like, hard F-words, mm-hmm. big slurs. But then they go into some lyrical twists and stuff like that, make the song really cool, mm-hmm. tell a story. With WAP, it's just like, hey, here's some rated X stuff. Yeah. And I didn't think, I, I, don't, I don't think it was, like, really, you know, how you said, like, Old Town Road, there's, like, secret messages. Sometimes you got to delve deep into it, a little critical analysis. I feel like if you don't hide that well, it's just literally just vulgarity. It's just out it's just, and open. Just smut. Well, well, it's also just also a matter of, like, it being like it's with how you deliver that's what, yeah. I, that's what i'm trying to say and i like how frank ocean and little nasa exactly montero i like how he did it he didn't go straight into some smut it was just you know this is who i am he told a story through it and like you said it was the music video i thought that was pretty neat i watched it last oh my week. god it's gorgeous I know. it's an amazing music video and it's all him I know. all of the actors in it are him from like a musician standpoint for wap i just don't think it's good i just don't think the music is good behind it i wap with WAP, yeah. Like, I don't think the music is that great. It's, it's very... A good, it's a cool party song. Yeah, I mean, it's... You get singing to it, yeah. but if you see the music video, it's... The music video is a lot... It... I wouldn't show my mommy. It was... <laughs> my mom would be not proud. I didn't well... even make the song. <laughs> She'd be disappointed in me. Well, it's like... The beat is just very... I don't know. There's just nothing exciting about it. Like, the beat's very bland. The music's not... And, like, I love Cardi B. And I love Meg Thee Stallion. Like, it's... I don't know. It's just this wasn't the song for me. I and think it's I, just the hype enchanting it because when you have a song where you can build a chant to it, then there you go. That's how, how you get the yeah. people hyped about it. But if it's not like this, if you take like 50 cents and any 50 cents, like in the club, it's the bass that gets going. Exactly. And that's how you get going with the people. With Cardi B's WAP, you got to get into the lyrics. It's the mm-hmm. word. You got to go into that fast delivery. And that's what people get excited about. I mean, it was a culture shock. Like, it took the world by storm when that came out. Because there, I was even looking last night, like, doing research into Montero. And then I ended up, like, finding stuff about WAP. There's an actual cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. But instead, it's WAP. It's Bohemian WAP City. Yeah. Oh, we got to call the police. Don't yeah, like no. It's, that's a, that's it a crime. Is not, it is. It really is a crime. It is not good. Um, Freddie Mercury's rolling around in the grave right now. <laughs> what did you do to my song? Yeah, Freddie, Freddie Mercury before he died, he said, you can do whatever you want to my song. I don't care. Just don't make it boring. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you wanted this. I don't think you wanted that. You it's a little this. too exciting. But I mean, it's it, it raises the question too. Like, I feel like controversy sells. And I feel like when there's a point to be made with songs like Montero, then it's great. But it hasn't become a cr- problem yet. But I just worry that coming out with controversial songs could set a precedent that Rather than have something come out with substance like Montero that's like controversial and gets people talking about stuff, people start kind of putting out stuff just for shock value. Yeah. Well, Does that make the, sense? That's not the right way to do it, though. You just don't want shock value. Exactly. You want shock value with meaning. Like in like literature, like when people read To Kill a Mockingbird, they're like, oh, yep. whoa, they said they did that. They went there, right? They went there, yeah. But like people were able to talk about it. Like I was in seventh grade, I read the book. I'm like, oh my God, big culture shock. That was fine, though. I learned something from it. I was able to develop an opinion, develop a mindset, and learn and grow. Other songs are like, boo, gotcha. And like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> they go, who? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's crazy because I feel like there, you know, there's always, like, when we were in high school or middle school, there was, we always learned about, like, censorship when it came to, like, books yeah. and stuff like that. But I feel like because music is just so, like, such a universal, I guess, m- form of media, mm-hmm. they're like, people are even more 
just totally into talking about and wanting to censor stuff because it's much more accessible. The one thing that's just blows me away too is the fact that did you so you know do you know the controversy of the the shoes the shoes that he came out with little nas oh, because it had human blood in it it had human blood and i was reading last night do you know that the human blood in those shoes is actually um from the it was drawn from the company that helped customize the shoes because i thought it was his blood it's oh. the people that made the shoes it's their blood ladies and gentlemen so they don't buy shoes with blood in it i s- <laughs> They literally put their blood, sweat, and tears. I don't like that. That's shoe. probably why Nike's like, whoa, listen, man. We'll, we'll do sweatshop labor, but we won't put well, blood in it. <laughs> well, that's what's, well, that's what's crazy because, like, Nike technically has no ground to stand on because... I saw, I saw Little Lost X try to make a collab with them. Didn't work out. Right. But then he went ahead and put the check mark on the shoes. And that's why Nike got their shorts in a twist about it. Yeah, and what's weird, though, is if you really look back, like, there's people that customize shoes all the time and sell them. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And this There's is no different. YouTube, you take like yeah. a pair of Nike with a uh, spray paint and stuff like that. Exactly. And they'll sell them. Like, there's this is technically no different. Hmm. You I know, think about it like that. I just hey. thought it was just an evasion on copyrights. Right, exactly. Like, that technically, I don't really get it. I don't understand how it's allowed. And I try to look into it because technically that's a logo. But at the same time, it's your product. You, you purchased it and now it's yours well, and you're also customizing it to be your own. So. It's just I don't I don't know. It's well, very I weird. Think, I think it's just the fact that he's not selling it as a Nike product. Exactly. He's selling it as here's a product I customized. Here, take it. Because I used to do that with skateboards in middle school. I used to take old skateboards, paint them up, sell them. Sector nine didn't bust down my door saying, "Hey, listen, about you can't sell this. This is my board." Little ten year olds from New Jersey, you can't do this. No, it's more of the fact that I, you know I customized myself, put my own time into it. I'm not saying this is a sector nine board I customize. It's Hey, this is just a skateboard I found the street, painted it up, 10 bucks. Yeah. I think that's how he's getting around on the charges. And that's the thing. I feel like it just further enhances, like, the narrative of this song. It's, like, it's so upsetting that, like, Nike is now saying, like, we don't endorse this shoe. But no one cares. Like, you don't have any ground to stand on. You can't sue him. Like, there's nothing you can do. But they're just, like, kind of getting so nervous and stressed about it that they're, like, I don't know. They're just trying to like reach grab at straws to this be like we're not satanists it's like neither is he you know i don't know it's just had a lot of satanist stuff on it it did but what's even crazier is the song there's an extended version it's like an extra 20 or 30 seconds and it's called satan's extended version wow okay well that's really on the really on the head but that's the the thing like it's all to stir up controversy and get people talking because the whole Satan and going to hell, all that stuff is all just about what people feel, how people feel about him being gay, or at least like very religious people or not even just religious, just like, I guess, conservative people or very conservative people, whatever you want to say there, they just feel this certain type of way about him so that he was just saying like, listen, if I'm going to hell, at least I'm going to hell knowing who I am. That's always a good way to die true to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it's crazy, too, because I feel like we don't there was also something that like an interesting like comparison I was like reading about and doing more research into. It's like um, if you look at Billie Eilish's All the Good Girls Go to Hell, that music video, horrifying, like even me. Yeah, a lot of her stuff is uncomfortable and it's like made to be so and it's scary. And I wouldn't imagine like my kids seeing that either. But it's like. No one really talks about that. No one really cares about that. And she even refers to God as a woman. And no one still talks about that. Well, didn't Ariana Grande do that too? God yeah. Woman? 
and like nothing like that you don't hear any controversy and then you start to think like is it because of the fact that like Lil Nas is like a black gay male you know and it's just something that I don't know like controversy has been around forever and I feel like it's just weird that now Lil Nas is receiving so much but there's other songs that have received like nothing about it well I think you know he, already, he has a good Lil Nas acts as a artist vocally he already has a big repertoire he has great songs everyone loves bring the parties old town road um uh, uh, Panini, but like when it comes to like a, a music video artist, I think that's where he gets another big draw of people. The people want to see his music videos. People want to see what he's like using his music with the art that he, you know, he's creating. So like when it comes to Billie Eilish and Ariana Grande, when they say God's woman, but the big opinion so far it's God's man, people are like, all right, well, all right, that's pretty neat. Thanks. <laughs> turn into next channel. Lil Nas, Lil Nas X, they're like, oh wow, let's see what he's making. Let's turn on his music video. I mean, then there's, some, there's more substance to it. There's more mm. something they can talk about. Because, like, with the song, it's like, all right, one and done. Like, it's, the visuals get people all the time. People mm -hmm. love to see something and then just pick it apart. And especially, like, with this music video, because, I mean, there's a lot to, like, unpack. I thought it was great. I, oh, thought, I it was... thought it was amazing. Because they unpack, like, Greek mythology, I think, biblical. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, it gets yeah, really in they have the, the snake, Garden Eden. Eden. Uh, snake turns into... Not the, de I don't remember how the story goes. I don't know if the snake was the devil or a snake. Was... I believe the snake was the devil. Okay, well, off, well, Lil Nas X, the devil, talking to Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X, either whether it's Adam or Eve, I don't know who he was trying to portray underneath the tree. Then he goes upon the angels to get judged. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. you, had, you had uh, archangels and like other angels and then like the general population of heaven in the stadium. That was pretty cool. And then sent right to hell, and then there's Satan himself as Lil Nas X. Well, yeah, exactly. And even what's even crazier is there's a part in it, in the song that distinctly is like, if Eve ain't in your garden, you know that you can. Like, he's directly saying, if Eve's not in your garden. And I didn't even know that's like has multiple layers. Like, he was, it's basically like a clever way of him saying, like, if you're not involved with women, then you know you can be involved with me. But it's also saying, like, you know, temptation. And if you're, easily tempted like you know where to find me you know so it's a pretty it's a pretty like in-depth song and there's definitely still plenty to unpack so we're gonna take a break right now and we will be oh, right, right there back. i was like my foot in a pie oh so hey <laughs> welcome back to the b-listers i'm white i always do it every single time we do this i never put the headphones on and i can't hear you myself you don't have to i mean you I... don't but then i just sound like just silly a i just loser. sound like a wall like a, you just a look seal like, you look like alex jones Oh God, don't let people think of me like that. Don't have that image in their head. Ugh. Jamie, pull that video up. <laughs> I know I'm not the best looking guy, but you're to handsome. be compared to- What are you talking about? Uh, you're, the, you're the face of the program. <laughs> of what? The radio program? You, us. Yes. Of us? Yes. If you and me. <sighs> well, so getting right back into it. So if you weren't tuning in before, we were talking about uh, Montero, which is the number one song. I don't know if it still probably is. It's the number right one now. song in uh, the U.S. Right. It is actually the number one song in 16 countries with 21,000 downloads, 46.9 million streams, and 1.1 million radio airplay um, plays, I guess is what you call it. I don't know. Oh, I'm not so that Billboard one, Hot 100 is... Leave the door open by Silk Sonic. Oh, and rightfully so. That's a beautiful... Oh, God. We... I, I could sit here and talk about Bruno Mars all day. I love Bruno Mars. Oh, that's the one? Oh. Yeah, that's the one. Um, There's other Bruno Mars songs I like. Oh, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, that was my rendition of Locked Out of Heaven. I thought it was beautiful. I think next show, you should just do that. I just sing for an hour. We have you do a whole Bruno Mars album. I dress up as Bruno Mars. I did it for Halloween. Did you? I did. I dressed up as a 24 karat uh, album cover. You dressed up as a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a hit. Everyone loved it. Um, oh, the one thing that I wanted to mention that I did not mention uh, before we went to break so was... You should mention it right now. Oh, I, I will. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I... I was reading into it last night and to further, cause he did this to be controversial, to sell more, to not only speak his truth, but also like sell. This and is just, Little Nas X, by the way, not for yes, Mars. Right, exactly. Um, so he not only made the song music video controversial to kind of like get people talking and tell his truth and to also like sell stuff and like to sell the song to people. But he also was like further making controversy by going on his uh, social media platforms. And he was saying, you know, stream this now because they're pulling it off. They were never pulling it off. Yeah. It was just for like. Just hype. Just hype so that people would go and be like, oh my God, did they really pull it off? Even people that hated the song, people would go and check to see if the song was taken off. And boom, all of a sudden the people that hated that song, there's another million, like a million listens. And it's it's genius. I never I would have never thought of that. I think it's one of the greatest marketing tactics ever. And like that's not that's not to say I want every artist to just say, they're taking it off now. Like, no. I just put it on. Psych! Take it off. Yeah. Psych. It's actually on today. Well, it's funny because um he said that he said exactly, since Call Me By Your Name is no longer working on any streaming services, I will be uploading the audio to Pornhub at 3 p.m. Exactly. Never. I didn't hear that about that one. Yes. And he never did it, but it got people talking and it got people to be like, oh my God, is he really doing this? What's and Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> so that- <laughs> That's SoundCloud, bro. <laughs> and then later on, if you thought that was a joke, he clarified because then later on that day, he said, not even joking. <laughs> So just to further just emphasize the he fact. He was actually joking. Yeah, he was actually joking, though, the whole time. It was all prank. got me again, little Nasa. Oh, yeah. You sneaky, you sneaky dude. <laughs> that was smart. Thank that was you. smooth. Thank you. Um, smooth as gravel. He ple- <laughs> And then apparently he had uh, kind of pled with his followers to stream Call Me By Your Name today because it may no longer be available tomorrow and there's nothing I can really do about it. Yeah. And he did everything about it. I think people believe it because, you know, you know, FCC and censorships like YouTube and stuff like that just love taking videos down. YouTube's already in a bunch of trouble with, like, taking music videos down and stuff like that and, like, hiding dislikes, hiding likes. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people just believe, oh, yeah, well, it's going to be censored. I might as well listen to it right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, in a way, makes me sad how many people were so upset about it. That I was getting censored or the, or, or the song itself? The, I guess kind of like the song itself. Because there's there a lot of people that were praising the fact that it was being like censored and stuff. If you listen to the song, there's nothing wrong with the song. There's like a few unsavory like words, I guess. But mm-hmm. your child can hear much worse from almost any rap artist. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one line in there we can't technically say on the air. But there is one line in there that's like very graphic. But I mean, it comes nowhere near like other songs still. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reason Little Nas X had like put that line in there and like if you listen to the song you'll know exactly what line i'm talking about like it's it's very apparent it's it's very like sexually aggressive you can pick it out he said that he did that on purpose because we need to normalize like this kind of talk because it is happening it is in the world and you kind of got to get used to it whether you like it or not Hmm. we're creatures of nature these things happen behind closed doors sometimes out closed doors i shouldn't do that sometimes on a door but oh god (laughs) but like 
again, it's just like what I just don't. I feel like there's just so many like people that are so like up in arms about it. But that's just music. Like music is supposed to make like you if music feel. Yeah, and if music's not like honestly, I resonate more with a song that like makes me upset. And not even uh, like that makes me upset in the sense of like, I don't like that song because of what it stands for. It's like, I'm upset because that person has to even write that song. Like the fact that Lil Nas X has to make a song like kind of defending himself for being gay makes me upset. And that's what I feel in the song. Like when I listen to that song, like I love the song, but it's also like, I think the song's an anthem to any artist around because I think it shows that. You need to be 100% yourself without the cameras, without anything. Like, this is you, and you have to speak your truth and understand who you are before you even get in this genre. Because if you're just making things for other people, and you're not trying to even, you're just making things just to sell to a certain audience, you're not going to get anywhere. Eminem never made songs for a certain audience. He just did it because that was his life. That's what he wanted to promote. Yeah, literally, you know, uh, without me, I, I was actually thinking about Eminem, actually. Without me, he literally goes, yeah, the FCC won't let yep. me be. So let me be me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, this isn't, this is like a thing that hasn't, that's been a problem for a while. But like with Eminem, if you look at Eminem, like music videos, there are some that are really out there. Have you ever heard of Stan, the song? That's a really sad song. <laughs> like, really? That's super, like, graphic. It literally ends with just like a car crash. Yeah. Like it just there. And again, it is controversial, but I I have never seen anything as controversial as like this. And it just I just feel like there's so much to dive into with it because there's just so many things that I feel like people are upset about, but at the same time, I think there's so many artists that can learn from it. Because like I said, like this is a new era. This is a new revolution of music where it's like kind of making controversial pieces for the sake of a dialogue and a message. The music industry is going to be in 2020? Like in the 2020s going forward, just controversial music for people to speak out with? That's, how, that's their platform? I really believe that. I really think so. You look at Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is the same way. Billie Eilish does stuff that's kind of really goes against the status quo and just really speaking her truth. You look at, um, I would even say like kind of Frank Ocean kind of does that a little bit. Like if you hear Bad Religion, Bad Religion, I would assume, I would think is a controversial song because it talks about just like a taxi driver that's um, Muslim, you know, and how they get along. There's him, I mean, Meg The Stallion, Cardi B, Little Nas X. Like, I think you're seeing a wave of, like, artists that are just unapologetically themselves and their characters, and people can't handle that. And I think we're living in more of a society that's, like, open about sexuality and sex, and no one really wants to admit it. And people have a hard time getting over that hump of, like, okay, this is the real world now. You know, and it's crazy because like this, again, has been a thing for years. Like you go back to other bands and you go to like, I don't even know who sings it, but like uh, Cherry Pie, that song. Extremely like she's my cherry pie. Oh, you don't. Oh, um, you never heard that song. No, I'm trying to think of the, the singer. I can't think of it. You're not knowing has made me not know. <laughs> now I'm angry that well, I don't know. Like even that song, like that <clears throat> song is all symbolism for like sex. A whole entire like just euphemism for sex mm -hmm. and it it's this has been a thing for years even even like um queen had a lot of like really out there songs for their time because like there weren't a lot of gay artists that were like mm -hmm. singing about like queen literally had a song called lover boy so i i don't know there's just so much that i love about this song because i think there's just i don't know it's just so 
like hits you in your chest to me when I hear it because it's it really is an anthem because you can feel the struggle that he's had to overcome through that because I was watching a video of him explaining the lyrics and by the time he gets to um the part that's like a call me by your name it's finally like him pleading everything in the lyrics is like significant in some way like there is literally even the even the part that's like hmm hmm Mm, that's significant. Do you know what that means? Oh, no. This is crazy. That's Morse code. It <laughs> wouldn't that be something? <laughs> it wouldn't shock me. But no, it's Little Nas X. It's like his way of like having like a mating call. That's his mating call. Yes. I'm gonna do the next time when I'm you know at the bar or something. I'll just go. Mm, mm, and no one will talk to me. See, I think Little Nas X might be able to pull it off smooth though. Well, probably. I don't think he's we Little could. Little Nas X, and I'm Jay Dangler. <laughs> One of my friends just texted me. Uh, she goes, cherry pie is by warrant, you fool. <laughs> oh, true. Now I feel silly. Thank you for texting me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, there's just, it's just a song that makes so much sense to a lot of people. And yet, for some reason, it doesn't make a lot of sense to others. But I mean, I have like great grandma, grandma. Okay, stop flexing on older, me. <laughs> like older people. I wish I had some great grandma. Friends with, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, I, like, and I... Am in like R&B and rap. And I think that in a way, I guess, has kind of like desensitized them to stuff like that. Your grandparents? Yeah. Just like my whole like older like side of my family, like grandparents. They like R&B? Yeah. Oh. R&B, rap. Since I started doing it, they've been more like open to it. And even like my um great aunt that like takes care of my great grandma, mm -hmm. she was even saying like, you know, she likes rap, but as long as there's like a message behind it, you know what I mean? And like on the same way. And it's, it's again, it goes right back to WAP. It's like... There's not much of a message behind WAP except for just like vulgarity yeah. for the sake of being vulgar. And that alone makes a point, but the song itself isn't really telling a story at all. No, Lil Nas X is blatant, but it's meaningful. And I think that what some artists have to be doing going forward, like you said, if they're going to use a platform to voice out controversial things or stuff they want people to get going about, you, have, you can have your shock value. You can have your vulgarity. You can have something that catches somebody like, oh, wow, they said that. But then make sure you have a follow-up saying, this is what I mean by it. And this is what we're going to talk about later on. Yeah. And it's like, again, like going back to just like stuff like the shoes and all that stuff. He like released an apology and like even the apology, like even that was like the, further yeah, yeah, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the apology, he had the shoes and he was holding them and showing people the shoes. Like don't buy the shoe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, but like. They also are kind of cool looking, I will say. No, I thought that was really great until I saw the part like, may it contain human blood. I'm like, I mean, me too, but geez. <laughs> there is human blood in my veins. No ice. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm definitely glad that we picked this topic because like I, um, my professor brought it up in commercial songwriting and I could not thank him more for it because it was definitely something I feel like should be talked about with everybody. Families, just, I know that sounds crazy, like, to talk about it with your family, but I mean... Next time I go home for... Uh, next time I go home. Fourth of July I, dinner. Hey, Dad. Montero. Montero. He goes, is that your friend? I'll totally lose him. <laughs> just, well, tell him it. You should tell him it is your friend. Yeah. And then you just show him the video, and he's like, this is your friend. This is your friend? Don't be friends with <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, Dad. I feel like there's just, this is a dialogue that should be had with everybody, and everybody should be having this conversation, whether or not you like it, you like to have it or not. The way I kind of describe... The controversy I worry about happening, because I think this is, like I said, con constructive controversy. I just don't want it to go down a rabbit hole like we were saying earlier of like, you know, artists are seeing this as controversy. It's it's no different from the model of like sex sells. 
you know, like people I think sex think is the, gross. Sex yeah. is icky. <laughs> the, well, like the more skin you show, the more people click on your like social media or anything like that. Are you telling me I show more skin on Instagram for followers? You're going to get those likes. Are you telling me people have to follow Jonathan D on uh, Instagram? <laughs> yes, I'm saying exactly that. It's and that's J-O-N-A-N-T-H-O-N white. And you'll, D. you'll show more skin? I'll show more skin. You better hold up your end of the bargain. I will be DMing um, you every night oh to make sure your My next Instagram post constantly. might get me banned. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like... Uh, you know, it's, it's no, like I said, it's no different from sex sells because it's now we've like derived from that motto into saying, you know, controversy sells and it does. But the problem is controversy sells when there's a point behind it. And I just don't want all these other artists to think the controversy itself sells because that's not the case. It's controversy that makes a point and gets people talking that sells. The one thing that I kind of thought was a good comparison is horror movies you always will like the horror movies and you turn more to the horror movies that make you think and like the psychological kind of stuff and the ones that get you talking with everybody but then you have movies like you know annabelle or just your classic like jump scare horror films that are solely there for shock value or even your gore films that are just there for shock value i love horror movies so much oh, i do too i think next time we're going to talk about horror movies if you want to oh my god that. i would love to my favorite series is wrong turn I love The Wrong Turn, one through five. I think you have told me about them. Yeah. I well, saw, I saw uh, not Cannibal Corpse. I saw Green Inferno. That was crazy. Yeah. It was just for shock value. Nothing more. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's like shock value, I feel like, works when there's like something behind it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I feel like with a, I just don't want it to be like a horror movie, like kind of transition where it goes from like movies like Us into like movies like um Killer Clowns. Like, it's, it's just like, it, it loses substance, and I don't want people to think that controversy alone is what's making these records go out. Uh, you know what a great controversial song substance? Buffalo by Tyler Crater. No, I never heard of that one. You should. I'm, we, we are not allowed to play that song. Interesting. The FCC will, will gun us down, but with wow. all, yeah, with a lot of bad words. But for the first 30 seconds, think of every slur and every controversial thing. He says it. Well, I mean, even looking at... Um... And then he tells a story afterwards. Yeah. I mean, even looking at uh, I really need to look that song up because that sounds interesting. I love Tyler Creator. I do too. I saw him in concert one time. I had a double knee collapse. I was like barely able to stand. Jeez. It was awesome. I, I wish I crowd surfed. <laughs> I had crutches. I was 17. I'm like, whoa, put my crutches up. Whoa. <laughs> then I fell. Oh no. No, I, there's just so many songs out there that you can delve into and like pick apart and no one really does it anymore. But I don't know. I don't know. I think there's, like I said, there is just so much to unpack and it's just so hard to kind of hit everything on the head. But um, I think we did a good job. I think we kind of went into that pretty well. But today, I thought this was a good segment. I thought we really, it's not like, it's not like we, we talked in circles about it. We delved deep. We explained ourselves. Yeah. And just I, like great artists do. <laughs> and again, if you have not seen, like, seen this video, if you have not heard this song, like I encourage you. Well, I played it or 